Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest, but first, a quick chat about raising capital. Today's show is brought to you by the secrets of successful syndication. If you've exhausted your own funds to invest in real estate, you've brought your own real estate career to a halt. Developing the skill to raise capital legally, reliably, and professionally might be just what you need to unlock the ceiling on your investment portfolio. This two-day workshop maps out how to transform your business into one where you enlist the help and capital of others to scale your business. It's hosted by my good friends Robert Helms and Russell Gray of the Real Estate Guys radio show, March 27th and 28th in Dallas, Texas. It'll be a chance for us to meet in person. For more information, go to victorjm.com slash events. That's victorjm.com slash events. We're back here on the weekend edition. We interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Ottawa, Canada, my good friend, Rich Danby. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Victor. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. Well, Rich, what I thought we would talk about today is something that I know both you and I have contended with numerous times. We go often on podcasts. We're in the public eye. People come up to you and I all the time asking a simple question, can I pick your brain? What happens when someone comes up to you who you've never met before and says, can I pick your brain? Yeah. To be honest with you, Victor, whenever I hear the words pick your brain, I know that it's usually not in my favor. The advice that I would have is to try to lead from a place of value One of the common things that happens is people will reach out to me. They have no connection to me whatsoever. We're not friends on Facebook, but they'll put in requests to either interview me, talk to me, pick my brain, have a phone call, that sort of stuff. As much as I like to help people, and I certainly spent a lot of hours doing that in the past, the more successful I got, I started to realize I had I had to put a value to my time. So I had to do less and less of that. So it was a little bit of a conflict for me because obviously we both are the kind of people who love helping people. But the advice is to try to find ways that when you approach people that you could offer them some sort of value instead of just asking to take their time. I love that. Do you have an example of someone who's done that well? Yeah. uh, Well, let me give you an example of somebody who didn't do that well. I had an email last week, people often are reaching out and, and the person said, you know, can I get in touch with you? And they reached out to me through messenger. And they said, you know, I'd like to interview you and ask you a bunch of questions. And I said, is this for a podcast? And they said, no, I'm just gathering information. And it's really helping me decide what I want to do. The unfortunate part was, is that we actually had friends in common. So this person could have just reached out to the friends that we have in common and asked for an introduction And at least there would be some form of a connection for me to decide, you know, whether or not I wanted to do it. But because there was no connection, I just felt like that's not really a scenario that that I want to get involved in because I literally do not know this guy whatsoever. But on the flip side of that, we had a meeting last month where we had a really well-known speaker. And a couple days later, I went out for dinner with this speaker. And all he was talking about was one guy who approached him at this meeting And the guy said to him, you know, hey, I know that you like to work out early in the morning. Is it possible that I can meet up with you tomorrow morning so that we can work out together? And the guy said, well, unfortunately, I don't have my uh, I don't have my workout clothes. And he says, no problem. I'll bring them with me. So the next morning, I think it was five o'clock in the morning. This gentleman went and picked up uh, this very well-known speaker 
and they went and worked out together and had great conversation. And that was a really, really good way to connect because they met in person. And then the person was trying to overcome objections and he had great ways to do it. So that's a great way to go about doing it. And then there's this other guy who I know who's great at training, like he works out a lot, he takes his physical fitness very seriously. And he asked me if I would uh, consider working out with him. And I said, well, unfortunately, I like to get in and out. I like to be in and out in half an hour. So alternating doesn't really work for me. I've had trainers before and I just find it too slow. And he said, well, you know what? I'll train you for free and I'll train you first. So I've met with this guy every day in the gym. He trains me from 5.30 to 6. And he created what I call a lose-win situation. He was losing because he had to wake up every day and meet me at the gym at 5.30 and train me. But then it ended up becoming a win-win situation because then I really was feeling I owe him something. And I started to ask him questions about, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve? And I found out that he actually wants to create a show where he works out with entrepreneurs and, and just ask them questions about their business. And I thought it was a great idea because no one else that I know of is doing it. And considering I have a background in television broadcasting, I said, you know what? I've trained a lot of on-air people. I know a lot about creating TV shows because I've created many over my 15 years in television broadcasting in my previous career. So that's what we've been chatting about. So again, if you lead with value first and not think about what's in it for me, that is really a much more effective way that you can connect with people whose time that you want. One of the things that I often experience is I get this kind of offer, what can I do to add value to your business? And what I struggle with often is the whole question of if you're offering to help, I mean, we're running a real business. This is not you know, some hobby that when we need things done, we need them done on a timeline that the business requires. So if you're going to offer to help, it's got to be in a timely manner. It's got to be help that I can actually count on. If I can't count on it, then it's not help. All too often when people have other first line commitments, let's say their source of income or family commitments, what I end up getting in those volunteer type situations are the leftovers. And that doesn't work, unfortunately. It, it ends up creating a bad feeling rather than the original intention, which was to do something to add value. And, and in the end, it, it rarely works out. What, what's been your experience? Yeah, my experience is that when people come and they say, how can I help? It kind of throws it back on you to try to figure out what it is that they can do to help you. I think that you might be better served to, to approach somebody from the position of what your skills are. Because what I've discovered over time from, you know, when people say, hey, I want to help, I want to volunteer, I find I spend a lot more time training them to do something that they don't know how to do rather than keeping them in what they actually do know how to do. So it, it ends up taking me longer and it doesn't usually end up being to my benefit. So I would say approach it from a position of what can you bring to the table so that when you're approaching somebody who's very successful or who's very busy or just somebody you want to connect with, that you're giving them a reason to say yes. I love what you're saying here. When, when I think about how I offer to help people out, it's usually with something pretty specific. One of the things that I do as an approach to connecting with people, before I go to any event, I try to find out who's going to be there. If it's an event where I really want to connect with people that I believe are 
people who could help mentor me, then I want to figure out as much as I can about them so that when I get there, I, I can connect with them a little bit easier. So one of the things I try to find out is who specifically will be in the room and then I will research whatever I can so that I can learn something so that when we get into a conversation, we're not talking about the weather. I love that. Well, in fact, I, I've done that many, many times. I'll give you a simple example. Uh, we were on the Investor Summit at Sea and uh, visiting Puerto Rico. And turns out that a uh, very prominent individual in the world of entrepreneurship, John Lee Dumas, who runs the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, wanted to meet up with him thought it could add some value to the folks on the summit at sea. But I didn't want it to be simply one way where he would be doing something for us. We wanted to find something that would be of value to him. Now, he's a wealthy guy. He doesn't need anything, anything that he wants, he can buy. So what could I offer that would be of interest to him that would be unique? And what I offered was an opportunity for him to meet Robert Kiyosaki. I bought a book that Robert had just had printed got Robert to sign it, and I gave that to John Lee Dumas, something that he couldn't buy simply by going on Amazon. It created an experience. So we managed to keep in touch after that, and the, and the relationship has continued to develop. It's an example of the sort of thing that you're talking about. Absolutely. And I love, I love the strategy. And, you know, Victor, you're coming from a place of adding value, and that's really what it comes down to. It's a little bit of creative thinking, but truthfully, it's really not that hard. And it amazes me that more people don't do it. It's really just thinking about how you can add value to others and going ahead and doing that. Exactly, exactly. So you talked about a cold versus warm approach. Is there a setting where a cold approach does work? If you're going to an event where you know a speaker is going to be, they're there to serve anyway. So that is a great opportunity for you to go and approach them rather than reaching out to them through a blind email or a message through Messenger where there's actually no connection. I know that at some of the events I speak at, when people come up to me, it's amazing, by the way, that not more people do because they're shy. But when people come up to me and then they tell me that they're going to email me or I say, hey, let we can connect that way, now I expect it. So I'm open to it and I'm actually looking forward to it. So you have to really decide what your personality type is like. If you're a really outgoing person and you have no problem connecting with people, then by all means, give it a shot. I mean, you know yourself better than anyone else. But if you find yourself to be the quiet one in those situations, or maybe you get a little bit intimidated by people who are more successful than you might be, then in those scenarios, I would say absolutely not. You need to come in with some sort of a plan so that you're not creating any awkwardness. And also, you really should be doing the research because you shouldn't be walking into a room without figuring out why you went there in the first place. So there should be somebody that you're going to want to connect with because we're all growing and there's always going to be a relationship in that room that will help you by creating that relationship. It's just going to make your life better. It'll make your network better and hopefully you'll be able to add value to that person in return. And get over whatever that shyness is and if there's somebody in the room you want to talk to, take the opportunity to connect then so that they will remember you when you reach out the next time. I love that. I love that. Well, Rich, if folks want to learn more, if they want to get in touch, what's the best way? Well, Victor, if people want to get in touch with me, the best way for them to do that is to send me an email at rich at mastersofrealestate.com. I love it. Well, for the listeners at home, take Rich's advice to heart. If you want to connect with people, definitely do it in person or do it with a warm introduction through a mutual acquaintance or a mutual friend. Reach out to Rich directly at 
rich at mastersofrealestate.com. Have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.